friends, and welcome back to the luxury of self-care. Whether you're on the go or lounging with a glass of wine, this is the perfect podcast to dive into. From relatable topics to all people and things who inspire and empower me on a daily basis, I'm Anastasia, your host. And today we're going to be talking about intention versus the result. First of all, I just wanted to address that when I interviewed my exciting guest for today, it was prior to everything that had happened this weekend. And I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that. I think we're all feeling a lot of very strong feelings and we're fearful and sad and scared for the future of our world and our country. And I just want to take the time to acknowledge that I do hope that we can blossom and bloom from this to maybe not a better tomorrow, definitely not the same tomorrow, but something better than what's going on right now. I feel our country is so divided and I wanted to take a moment to just let you know that the feelings that you're feeling right now are okay. Be where you're at. Even this morning, you know, I felt I felt there was so much chaos going on in so many different ways, not just literal chaos, but there was so much chaos in the world that I needed to feel that my world, my specific world that I'm moving around in on a daily basis was less chaotic. So this morning, the first thing I did when I woke up was walk my dog like I normally do. I was listening to a friend of my mind's podcast and laughing with them. And, you know, it was it was nice to hear their voices. I was listening to new podcasts and educating and learning and making myself aware of things that I wasn't always aware of. And I'm learning those ways to cope with reasons and understanding of how to talk about what's going on right now. And I think that that's, that's brave. Any of you that are listening and learning and educating yourself, that's good. We should be. Absolutely. I, I applaud you for that. So I was on the walk with Miko and I came back to the apartment and we had just done laundry and I haven't vacuumed in a few days. And I, I just did everything from cleaning the bathroom to cleaning the tub to vacuuming the entire apartment to putting some things away, to folding all the laundry, to putting all that away, to making the bed the minute that Doug got up this morning. I always tend to feel a little less chaotic in my life when I'm able to control what's happening around me. And that is, you know, putting the dishes away, cleaning the dishes, having a clean space for your brain to breathe. That's just as important for self-care, at least for me. I would say I'm A-type. I'm not anal, but I'm definitely an A-type personality and I I like order. And having things in order is great. You know, they they do that for you in, in the military and basics training and, and all that. Make your bed the minute you get up in the morning. You're going to have a better day. I promise you that. So take the time to enforce that a little bit on your end today. Maybe jump in and and make that bed in the morning or vacuum a little before, you know, you did the last time, make sure you're cleaning up the dishes and stuff like that. And utilize some of those meditative, those meditative skills that Hannah just told us about in the last episode. 
thinking about it while you're cleaning the dishes, looking at the textures on the plates and smelling the smells and feeling the temperature, all that stuff. Take those moments to meditate and think and be one with your thoughts because you're having a lot of thoughts right now. At least I am. And again, I just wanted to take the time to address all this. So I'm so excited though. I do have a very fabulous guest on the show today. He is one of the most precious people in my life. From cruise ships to the most recent job he had in Something Rotten, the musical on tour. He has been this beautiful guiding light full of joy, this bundle of laughter. He's full of many skills, including teaching himself how to play piano. He now teaches piano online and voice lessons and is now a yoga instructor. My dear, dear friend, Robert Head. I love this so much. This is so exciting. I've been so excited all morning. Yay! Okay, perfect. So thrilled to have you on the show. Gosh, Robert, it's been how how many years since I've known you? 10 years since I've known you, right? It's probably been, yeah. I mean, it's been probably at least eight. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I was thinking when I was 21. (laughs) Yes, I met you even before I moved to New York, and I've been in New York seven six and a half years so it's got to be at least two plus that (laughs) right right so Robert was introduced to us by my best friend and we had both done a little ditty together called Legally Blonde but in two different locations I have mentioned Jessica before hopefully one of these days I get her on this podcast as well but basically Robert has been this fun exciting smile bundle of laughter and joy and youthfulness in my life for so long and and he had the beauty of of finding um, his own inner voice and being able to be a teacher himself as well and I think that that is just such a beautiful journey and a beautiful path for you. So I'm going to kind of let you take it away and talk to us a little bit about your yoga practice, how it started for you, who inspired you to get involved in it, your teacher training, you know, kind of give us the whole bio. Yeah, of- I just got to say, like, thanks so much for inviting conversation like this, because I think it's awesome. Why not do things like this in this time that are positive for ourselves, fun and a distraction? It's great. Sometimes it's okay to distract yourself, you know, (laughs) when you're feeling sad. When I first started yoga, I did not intend whatsoever to become a yoga teacher at all. I I wanted to do yoga to get flexible for theater so I could kick my face. And that was my goal. It was a very selfish intention. (laughs) And um, I very quickly realized the just incredible magic that it has to offered this world, it very quickly consumed my life, the practice. Before I get into that, I kind of wanted to go back into why it consumed me so much. It started because I grew up in a very religious community. I was homeschooled. All of our curriculum was, uh, you know, Christian faith-based. So I had a very single-pointed upbringing, I would say. Not that it was a bad upbringing, by any means, but religion was a huge part of my life. And after coming out and like doing that whole thing, moving to New York, I really wanted nothing to do with it, you know? The religion. Yes. When I started practicing yoga, I didn't realize how thirsty I was for a place that was sacred because 
there's so much in life that is just harsh and hard and in our brains like it's hard and mucky and I got lost in my head and I didn't really realize I had gotten so lost until I found yoga and was able to settle into a place of peace similar to the way that religion helped me find that place of peace within myself. And so my practice is very intertwined with religion for me, which, you know, for some people that's scary and off-putting, but that's just the way it is for me. (laughs) And I had a lot of scars from religion that needed to be healed. And yoga to me is a place to heal. The great thing about it is it's accessible to everybody. And the only tools you need are your body and your breath and mindful attention. Whereas religion, you need to be straight. You need to put others before yourself. Always, you're at the bottom of the rung. Everybody else is better than you. Which I like the servant's heart of that mentality. But to me, yoga is a very approachable realm to explore so many things. For me, religion is what brought me towards that path, I guess. But for some people, it can be, you know, physical. It can be, I want to get in really great shape. I want to feel really strong in my body. And that's an amazing thing. And that's a great tool that yoga is able to apply into your life. So how I ended up getting to the place of being a teacher is kind of a funny road in itself as well. The practice has kind of followed me and it's chased me in its way, which is why I know that this is something that I should be doing (laughs) because I really can't run from it. When I was on tour is when I really started to get into my practice and really um, feel passionate about the the benefits of it. It was a perfect opportunity for me to be practicing every day, you know, have a solid routine, getting my meditations in. After finishing tour, which was about a year long, my ex at the time put together a GoFundMe page and had all of my friends um, contribute to this beautiful thing that came into my life. That's a lot to talk about, I know. It's a lot, and honestly... I'm sorry, I'm just kidding, like a little like, ah. No, no, please. And that, that's why I said, if you don't want to talk about this at all, and we just talk about when you got there, that's fine too. Yeah. Um, but being emotional no, is okay. No, it's good. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't know what I was planning on saying for this, you know, like. Totally. And, or what that's would fine. come up. And that- let, me, let me get a, get a seat here again. So I was able to get my yoga training because... I had a GoFundMe put together by um, my ex who gifted me this Go GoFundMe. And it was just an incredible, like, I, I was just immediately just swept off my feet by gratitude by my friends and family. And this is something that I, stretching in itself and yoga was a very insecure place for me. That sign that I needed to be like, you're allowed to be in this world. This is a place for you and you have a voice here. And that was all, that's all you need is a permission slip, right? I'm very grateful to have been smack in the face. Here's your permission slip. Go, you know, take off. And it's, it was really scary, but I ended up going to India with a friend and getting my yoga certification. I spent 
a month there, studying about nine hours every day. Some programs, you know, are just like on the weekends, but this was a month-long program for the 200 hours. And then I broke up with my boyfriend shortly after that. <laughs> so it it's so funny. I mean, this whole, the whole process of this has been very intertwined spiritually for me of turning away from the, my best self. This opportunity was perfect for me to tune back. I've, tune back in with yourself? Yeah. 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 Um, and it's funny, like, I get really uncomfortable talking about it because it's a very personal journey for me, you know? It, it's still a journey, and there's ups and downs, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of us come to the mat to find a sense of ease. I know that there's sometimes I get on my mat in the morning or, or whenever I'm taking class and and I have this sense of urgency, like, okay, let's get it down. I'm here, you know, and that's such a different place than what I leave them at. And when I leave them at and when I'm finished, I'm able to have this sense of, of joy and space and balance and connection whether it's that the urgency is because I'm thinking about the shopping list or all the different things that I need to get done when I first settle mm -hmm. into the mat or it's just that it's not the class that I intended to sign up for like maybe I'm a little bit frustrated about the instructor or maybe I'm a little frustrated because I had an interesting phone call or text message or moment right before I walked onto my mat and I think being able to start in one place and come off in another place is such a such a tribute to the journey that you even took becoming yes. a teacher. You went into it one way, and I think you came out of it another way. And though you became a better you, I think you also had to let go Absolutely. of something. Absolutely, and, and that's the thing. Yoga is a is a symbol of the the process that we go through life. Every time we go onto the mat, we're reminding ourselves of that. And it's, it's a practice of how do we tap into that flow state of mind. Absolutely. Right? That's a huge kind of aspect of yoga for me is the, the flow. You, you know what I mean when I say that, right? You get into this state of mind where you're just in your body, you're in your breath, and everything is just going, right? And you don't even really yes. have to think about it. Yeah, I think it's that beautiful moment where you're you're just like relieving all the stress and you're becoming aware of what's sustainable and what's not and like taking the time to to de-stress and and actually increase your energy level and and become more aware. Yeah, and the how we de-stress is very important, right? And when we're on the mat and if we're doing it for reasons of looking better or feeling better, you know, all of those things are great. And then when you start to practice more and more, you start to realize, oh, there's something under the surface here that is even richer and deeper than the reason why I thought that I was doing this. Right. The kick your face. Yeah, thing. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the flexibility thing. Right. Yeah. But I think a lot of us get involved as dancers, as performers, we get involved in, in yoga because we're open to it. And I think some people are really fearful of being, being open to it. And one of the, my favorite things that you had said when we were discussing you becoming a teacher and who your clientele was beginning to be were people that have never 
done yoga at all and how, how have you gone about teaching those students and, and how much of a gift has that been oh back to gosh. you? Oh my gosh. For, for helping I introduce feel it like to those. I'm learning yoga all over again. I feel like I'm starting at the very beginning because you can think your practice is one way and you do your thing on the mat and that's works for you, you know, but that does not work for probably everybody else. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. And you know, I just am fresh certified. So I'm just getting my toes into the water, but man, what an exciting place it is. And like what a gift teaching is and an honor to be that catalyst for people for transformation. And that's kind of the, you know, the role you play as yoga teacher is, um, you know, setting the space for transformation. And that's a huge responsibility, you know, and I don't take it lightly whatsoever because I know the inner realm is a difficult place for a lot of people to sit with. And yoga forces you to sit there. And that's why some people are not comfortable doing yoga and they don't like it. They say, oh, this isn't, I I can't do this. You know, it's because they can't sit with themselves. Or they're just turned off by yoga. That's also an option. (laughs) Totally, totally. Yeah, and it's not for everyone. That's fine. Yeah, there's, I mean, not everybody wants to throw around a football to blow off. Not everybody wants to punch punch a kicking bag. Not everybody wants to sit and breathe and be one with themselves. There's different strokes for different folks, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I think that one of my favorite parts and one of my most grateful parts about quarantine is waking up in the morning. I had discussed this on accepting the love we think we deserve. My second episode, I had said that I really value Mm -hmm. that free time that I have alone without Doug in the morning when he's still asleep. And I know that he truly values his evening time. And during that time, you were living in New Mm -hmm. York. You just got back to your home, which I can't wait to talk about your state of mind now, but you were living in New York. You were in an apartment all by yourself. You were fresh out of this teacher training log and I reached out to you and you more than happy with open arms said, of course, I'd love to Skype with you and teach yoga with you. It, It holds me accountable for my practice. It held you accountable for your practice and And it was beautiful to like kind of watch you evolve and grow and tell me about people that you were working with. And, and I was just so grateful for that time, Robert. And I have to like, I have to put that out there. So everyone knows you are a fantastic teacher. And if anybody ever wants to take a practice with you, it's, it's, it's really a beautiful place. You say some, some really, really wonderful things that truly can resonate with with the person and I think you definitely have a, a good energy to feel what's going on and to feel where you can maybe evolve in the practice even though you have something planned out mm-hmm. well I appreciate so that I you. appreciate that um the the encouragement I really appreciate it for maybe people who are thinking about getting certified you, you know how scary that is you know and um or even for people who are attempting yoga how how scary that is. But just realize that everybody's always scared at all times, <laughs> clearly, <Yeah. laughs> you know? Yeah. And this time of life is a true indicator of that, um, that if you weren't scared, you were just kidding yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And fear is not the enemy. It's our friend. And it's a place that we need to not run from, but lean into. And yeah, 
And yoga is a, a great place for that. <laughs> Whereas yeah. a lot of places, um, you're meant to push past fear and be the victor over fear. Which, yes, eventually you can get there. But to really sit with your own fears takes a lot of um, patience with yourself. Tons of patience, tons of compassion. Yeah. And compassion truly is the key for the practice. Loving kindness and compassion. And um, that's, that's like the Dalai Lama's message. And we actually got to see the Dalai Lama speak um, when I was doing my yoga training. And that was just like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> like, I had just broken up with my boyfriend and he, he was the one to send me over to India. And here I am practicing and listening to the Dalai Lama and feeling really fearful and of, you know, being single again. And it's still very fresh this whole time, you know, and the, the cards are slowly trickling out and I'm uh, allowing that to happen naturally and not trying to force anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a huge testament to, to that beginning and after, you know, going on the mat in one way, going to India in one, one mindset and coming out another. Mm -hmm. And I'm so proud of you for that. I really am. Mm, Thanks. When I first started practicing, I always put people on like this pedestal that they, they had all of the answers. They knew everything. They've, they're yogis. They're practicing. And I think what I realized is what it means to be a yoga yogi is to be comfortable in the not knowing and um, to fully embrace that, that we don't have hardly any answers. The best we can do is follow, um, follow our inner guide, <laughs> whatever that is to you. <laughs> you follow your gut, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and... Um, I guess the biggest thing, though, what I wanted to talk about was this kind of end goal. (laughs) And especially now, we're realizing that whatever that end goal was, maybe (laughs) wasn't quite the where 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 we thought we needed to head. You know, we're all questioning that right now. I'm especially questioning that. I probably am going to be moving back to Portland for a bit of time. And um, that's really scary. And I'm kind of in an emotional reactive place of that right now. I'm kind of living in a bit of fear. But I've come to the point in my practice where I'm not afraid of that anymore. And I don't want to run from those kinds of sensations. And so as best as we can during this time listen to our fears that are shouting at us, blah, 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 like this, 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 that, that, that. Maybe it's time for us to not stuff down those things that we always are like, okay, blah, you know, that we're always shoving deep into our hips, <laughs> you know? Maybe now's the time to sit with it and just listen to whatever it has to say. And um, I've been doing a bit of that myself. I think I've been running from some things And it's been really great to finally escape the city now. I'm in Portland and um, in the house I grew up in, moving back home to New York after, you know, setting my whole life up to be one way 
And now I'm kind of back where I started in my home with my sister. And that's offered a huge perspective. I can't be upset about the fact like, oh, here I am at home. What a miserable, like, I'm so worthless. Like I never, you know, that's like, okay, cool. Your mind can go that way. Great. That's a fear. Is that true? No. <laughs> you, there's so much more out there. So it's okay to be afraid. And you're always going to be that way. But how can you look at it differently? And so I'm really trying to take this time of being back in my childhood home of analyzing my reactions to things, you know, in a new kind of light now that I have a different head on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm getting like emotional over on my end because I'm just so proud of you and so happy. And that's definitely not the the younger you that I, I had first been introduced to, you know, right? all those years ago. And I, I think I think the beauty about having some of those long relationships that have expanded and evolved and it's just beautiful to kind of sit back and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm just so proud of you, you know, and I truly am so proud of you. Mm -hmm. I think that's super scary. I knew you were you were alone in New York. And though you you know, you could reach out to any resource. Uh, everyone kind of had a moment to be able to pick up the phone for once people weren't playing too much phone tag. But being alone and being centered and really right. finding that inner voice and then choosing, you know, to go home which I think was a smart move for you too. And, and I'm really glad that you are in a beautiful state where you can embrace that and just engulf yourself in, in what's next. And it's okay if, if you don't know what's going to happen next. I think a lot of us are going through that right now. So we can all attest to that statement. Totally. And um, all everybody's life has flipped on its head. Especially the art community. Especially, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're all kind of just like, in this kind of, I think the shock has kind of worn off a little bit for me at this point. I think, um, yeah, I would say it's been, it's been like that two month mark. Yeah. But man, what I am just so grateful to have my practice in this time. I am, it makes me really sad and scared to think about the people who don't have a tool or, a healthy coping mechanism for this time period. I mean, I've struggled with, you know, mental health stuff and depression and anxiety, which funny enough came after I started practicing yoga <laughs> <laughs> because the uh, yoga kind of uh, opened me up yes. to those kinds of real, you know, things that I was stuffing down. I really want to figure out for myself, how do I operate in this world to enable people to feel empowered themselves to take an inward journey? And um, because I think it's important for everybody to take an inward journey. Um, and it's really difficult and really hard and really scary. And you're going to want to not do it <laughs> if you haven't started already. But let me tell you, it is just worth it. And there's, there's no reason not to put yourself first and your, um, your happy, your ultimate happiness first, but, um, it's not going to be a happy process by any means. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's you know. absolutely right. That's the whole reason why I started the luxury of self-care because I wanted 
to empower and inspire those around me with a podcast, with a, a daily dose. Well, it's twice a week, but, you know, a daily dose of something. And I had just spoken about this in my last podcast that was discussing failure and talking to them about Mount Everest and climbing up that Mount Everest and, and getting to the top. And I'm going to see you there. What, what are, wherever the top is, you know, and that can change too. <laughs> you know, again, it's not going to, it might be this, you know, first up for a while it was theater and that really got your trajectory going, you know, and then things change and same for me i i theater was my only goal my only uh drive and then yoga slipped into my life and man (laughs) what a difference yeah right i mean i guess that was the same thing with me i didn't know how people were going to respond to this if they were going to be happy for me you know of course we're excited for you oh my gosh no we're so behind you on this. This is the time for this thing, for sure. Just to know that, you know, you're doing something and uh, people are listening, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so excited to see where this goes for you. Yeah, me too. Thanks. But, you know, giving giving mental health advice and whatnot, I also don't take lightly putting this information out there for others. But you got to this place after of, of wanting to help others after taking care of yourself first, you know, which I think is super important because I, I know I knew you were really like, OK, I now that this is happening, you were very pragmatic about it. You were like, OK, I'm going to be doing this and I'll be doing this. And this is how we'll start this quarantine thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I wanted to create this platform to connect us all. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to get a get a get a little circuit going, uh, a little web of connections. I love it. Just to know that you know you're doing something, and uh, people are listening. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, I wish you all the luck and all the best with it. Oh, thanks, Robert. That really means a lot. Now to turn the attention back to you, Um, for those who are new to yoga and are looking to join in a practice with you, which I would highly recommend, where can they find you? Where, where should we, where should we look for Robert Head? Yeah, well, right now I'm just doing um, some Zoom classes uh, every once in a while. So uh, I'm going to get more of a schedule going, but you can find me on um, Instagram. And I post there. So my Instagram is at Rob's Head, R-O-B-S-H-E-A-D. Love it. And I will be sure to put that in the notes for everyone as well. I just wanted to say a huge thank you to Robert for taking a chance on me and jumping on this podcast with me and giving us some of those beautiful words of wisdom, being one of my yoga teachers being one of my best friends and just being a guiding light in these times of darkness for me. So thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks so much for setting this up and inviting conversation. I've never done this with a, a bestie of mine or a pod, a podcast interview at, at that. So this is um, really, it's been really fun. Even just listening back on that, 
It's so nice to hear his voice. I really hope y'all enjoyed that. He is just mm, a wonderful human being. He is teaching classes via Zoom. He's been doing that a little bit more. He teaches voice lessons. He also teaches piano lessons. If any of that floats your boat, please don't hesitate to reach out to him. And with that, I'm going to leave you with today's takeaways. Number one, so much of life is harsh and mucky. We tend to get lost in our heads. Take care of the space around you, giving you a clean state for your brain to breathe and settle into your inner peace. Number two, yoga is accessible to everybody. All you need is your body and your breath to create a space for mindful intention. Quarantine is the perfect time for you to get on the mat every day. So here's your permission slip. Go, take off. Number three, expanding on your practice may lead you to find something richer and deeper than your original intention. Number four, we all are on a journey and there's going to be ups and downs. Yoga symbolizes the process of going in one way and coming out another. Number five, the inner realm is a difficult place for a lot of people to sit with and yoga forces you to sit there. Just realize that everybody is scared. Fear is not the enemy. It is our friend, a place we shouldn't run from, but lean into. Number six, it's truly about finding comfortability in the not knowing. Embrace and follow your inner guide. Number seven, we are all questioning the end goal. Maybe now is a time to listen to your fears that are shouting at you instead of stuffing them down into your hips. Number eight, it's okay to be afraid, but how can we look at it differently? Analyze your reactions to things in a new kind of light. And with that, I wanted to leave you with a quote from the Dalai Lama. I used it in the post for today, but in case anyone missed it, I wanted to say this because I think it's going to resonate with everyone so much, connecting this podcast with everything that's going on right now. And to just give you a little bit of words of wisdom, Robert did talk about the Dalai Lama and seeing the Dalai Lama when he was on his journey in India to become a teacher. So I wanted to take a quote from the Dalai Lama. Love and compassion are necessities, not luxuries. Without them, humanity cannot survive. I'm using a podcast with the word luxury in it and how I took all this time and I'm continuing to take all this time to find luxury in my life from taking care of myself. And I'm trying to give you those words and wisdoms of everything, but compassion and love are necessities for us as a humankind. And we will not survive without that compassion and that love. So join me today and put yourself in someone else's shoes and be compassionate for them and share your beautiful soul and your beautiful love that you have to share with them. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Luxury of Self-Care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast and feel free to give me a rating or a review. In addition, you can find me and all updates about the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. Don't hesitate to reach out with any questions or topics you'd be interested in hearing about. I am always checking my DMs and my emails. This wouldn't be possible without you, my audience. So thank you so much for all your love and support and for tuning in. Mm -hmm.